At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert. Stormy Bonantoni with you live from downtown Las Vegas at Circa Resort and Casino. Got a great hour ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Freddie Coleman, uh, Freddie and Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio, is going to join us, talk through all of the Deshaun Watson and latest NFL news around the league as we get set for what is the first preseason game of the year, the Hall of Fame game, Raiders and Jags, coming up later on this evening. Steve Mackinnon uh, was a major contributor to the VSIN College Football Betting Guide, which is out now again available only if you are an all-access subscriber and it's great content legitimately everything you need to be a smart college football better this season but steve did a great job with not only his power ratings but a number of different articles to help us out so excited to break down um which teams he thinks could over and underachieve this season and then at the end of the hour as we always do on a thursday derek stevens and mike palm the owner and vp here at circa will join us in studio for the last segment today um and with all of the Things that have gone on with the Padres, which is actually where we're going to start top five. Um, the Circa, obviously a, a, one of the sponsors of the San Diego Padres. You see their banner there on the bottom a little bit. Excited to talk about those different moves, which, like I said, as we get to today's top five, things that impact us as betters. Uh, Juan Soto made his Padres debut yesterday. The trade that altered the landscape of Major League Baseball on display yesterday for the first time as the Padres beat the Rockies 9-1. Soto slotted second in the lineup behind, ahead of Manny Machado and new cleanup man Josh Bell. So Soto went one for three with two walks. Bell two for two and two walks. And the addition nobody was really talking about, though, Brandon Drury from the Reds ended up the headline grabber of the night. 
first pitch his way as a Padre goes yard for a grand slam. Padres and Rockies are in progress as we speak. San Diego looking for a clean five-game sweep. Started Joe Musgrove on the hill today. We are scoreless in the top of the third right now. Padres coming in a minus 285 money line favorite. Uh, I'm currently sweating a Padres Dodgers, a Padres Dodgers run line two-teamer right now. Paid plus 216. The Dodgers are down 2-1 right now, though, to the Giants. Still top of the fourth. Long way to go, but we will be monitoring that throughout the hour as well. Number two in today's top five, WNBA superstar Brittany Griner was sentenced to nine years in prison today by a Russian court for carrying 0.702 grams of cannabis oil. To put that in perspective, that's less than the weight of a single stick of gum. Prosecutors said it was enough to meet the significant amount threshold for the country's criminal code. The U.S. government still in the process of working on a deal to bring her home. As ESPN's TJ Quinn notes, the sentence is essentially a formality. This is the expected result. Griner will only only be detained for as long as it takes the U.S. and President Joe Biden to reach an agreement with Russia. Now that the trial's ended, a resolution might be able to come more quickly. On the betting side, because that's what we do here, the WNBA playoff picture is wild right now and very different respect, albeit. Um, most teams have about four games remaining. There's still six teams vying for a playoff spot, all within three games of each other, including Brittany Griner's Mercury, who are just on the outside looking in right now. A tough test tonight against the Connecticut Sun and a team they're trying to leapfrog in the Liberty up next. The Chicago Sky and Las Vegas Aces, your co-favorites to win the title at plus 190. To the NFL, we go for number three, where Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson signed a two-year extension with the Steelers after a week-long hold-in at training camp. Those are so popular these days. Average annual value, $18.355 million a year, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter and Kimberly Martin. 26-year-old wideout was the last hold-in of the 2019 receiver class after Debo Samuel and DK Metcalf Metcalf got their deals done earlier in camp. Johnson's one of just three players in franchise history for the Steelers to post 2,500 receiving yards and 20 touchdown receptions in his first three seasons. Coming off a year in which he caught 107 passes for 1,161 yards and eight touchdowns. Blame it on prospective quarterback play that his prop numbers are significantly lower. 1,000 and a half receiving yards, 85 and a half receptions, the over under six and a half receiving touchdowns. Johnson production has to this point increased every single year, but can he continue to take steps forward with Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett as your potential passers? We shall see. Number four, speaking of wide receiver growth, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is very high on a certain rookie wide receiver of his, but it might not be the one that you're thinking because while our guy Christian Watson has been sidelined to start training camp with an injury, having surgery earlier this month, it's the fourth round selection out of Nevada, Romeo Dobbs, that hit the ground running. Rodgers said, quote, every single day there's been at least one wow play, and that's rare for a young guy like that, adding, we've had some guys over the years do that, and they're all the top 10 of Packers receivers history. Good start for him. Randall Cobb also been very complimentary as well. Dobbs, a two-time first-team All-Mountain West player, recorded over 1,000 yards and at least nine touchdowns in each of his final two years with the pack. Capping his collegiate career with 80 catches for 1,109 yards and 11 touchdowns last year. Now he's 25-1 to to lead all rookies in receiving yards this season. 12th player on the board, Traylon Burks, Drake London, and Chris Olave. Your shorter shots, none of them, however, have a future Hall of Famer in their corner just yet. Number five, last one here in today's top five, the latest splits for tonight's Hall of Fame game. Like I mentioned, the Raiders two and a half point favorites against the Jags, total 30 and a half. As we look at where the money is going, 70% of the handle, 74% of bets on the spread for Las Vegas. 
66% of the handle, 64% of bets backing Raiders' money line, minus 140 as well, and a lot of money going to the under. We saw that move from 33.5 earlier this week down to 30.5 with 63% of the handle, 55% of bets on the under. The under is 7-2 the last nine Hall of Fame games, and the expectation being that you're not going to see Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to see Travis Etienne. It's going to be Jake Luton, the former Oregon State quarterback for the Jaguars. Same thing for the Raiders, those big stars. You're not going to see out there on the field, and any of them that do end up starting the game aren't going to play for very long. So uh, I, I kind of like the Raiders here tonight, though. I told you about that yesterday. It's the hometown in Canton, Ohio, uh, of our guy Josh McDaniels there. There's a few former Raiders being inducted to the Hall of Fame, so maybe a little bit more organizational motivation for the Raiders. Um, I'm not touching the under, but our girl produ- producer, Steph, absolutely loves it. Today, we are continuing our NFL talk with Alpha Bets, like we have been doing all week long. And we are starting, we've gotten all the way up to I. So that's where we're going to go as we do our NFL bets worth a look from A to Z. The letter I is for interceptions, and we're taking the interceptions under on our guy Ryan Tannehill at minus 110, under 12 and a half the number. Because to me, the problem for Ryan Tannehill isn't necessarily the number of interceptions he throws. It's when he throws them, right? Situational football for my guy, not so great. But as I looked into the numbers here, yes, last year he had 14 picks, but that was his first time going over 12 and a half since 2013. He actually combined for his 13 in the 2019 and 2020 seasons. And last year, he only had three or more picks in a single regular season game. It was when he had four in that unsightly loss to the Texans of all teams. But he was completely turnover free in eight. You can tell based on the sound that's been coming out at training camp what a priority is for Tannehill to fix it even on the good days he's saying we aren't clean enough losing AJ Brown stings but Robert Woods even coming off the injury should be a reliable pass catcher and if Traylon Burks who we just talked about as one of those wide receivers that's very highly touted coming into this year if he can impress once real games come around the way he has in camp that's another really good thing for Ryan Tannehill coming into this year oh and by the way this is an offense that runs through Derrick Henry which means it runs through the round game so that should be a little bit of a safety net for our guy as well, taking a lot off his plate with Henry coming back healthy. Moving on to the letter J. And I touted uh, Justin Jefferson a lot on Follow the Money, um, so I'm not going to go that route. I'm going actually J for Jamar Chase to have at least one 200-yard receiving game. Six to one odds. And I love this. We all know Chase is Joe Burrow's best friend, his go-to guy, former collegiate teammate. They burst onto the NFL scene, and the two are taking the league by storm. He's had seven games last year with nine-plus targets, five games last year he went over 100 yards and two over 200 in the regular season, including that extremely memorable 266-yard performance against Kansas City, and that was late in the year after Kansas City had fixed a lot of their defensive issues. He tore them apart. Absolutely no reason to me the guy can't get there at least once in 2022, especially considering Burrow should finally have a little bit of time to throw the ball to my guy because they've got that upgraded offensive line. Though The one true area of weakness that they had last year was just the way that Burrow was getting crushed, and you're not going to have to worry about that. So, So, as we continue to go through these uh, alphabets here. Since I didn't go Justin Jefferson for J, I'm going Kirk Cousins for K, a dark horse for the most passing touchdowns this year at 20 to 1, maybe even MVP. Just going to throw it out there. I've seen it like 100 to 1 at a lot of books. Don't freak out. I firmly believe, though, Captain Kirk and his new partner in crime, Kevin O'Connell, can take this offense a 
good step further this season. He had 33 touchdowns last year, 35 the year prior, but looking at last year's number, 33 touchdowns, 4,221 yards, and just seven picks. And it's largely forgotten. He did that without his touchdown machine, Adam Thielen, for four games. Tight end Irv Smith Jr. was out the entire season. I know he's dealing with a thumb injury right now, but bear with me. The key cog for Cousins um, is obviously going to be the rise of Justin Jefferson and Kevin O'Connell. So Jefferson, who just continues to set records and climb the league ladder at the position, is going to be a massive boost for him. And if this, if, if 35 in his most recent peak isn't isn't enough for you, I, I understand that. But that's still in range of a lot of these top quarterback numbers because Tom Brady had the most touchdowns last season with 43, and I know Rodgers had 48 the season before. But Lamar Jackson had 36 in 2019. Russell Wilson had 34 in 2017. Brady even had 36 in 2015. So Cousins at his best is in that ballpark so far at 20 to one value. I'd give it a sprinkle, especially taking into consideration that we're thinking they should take a step forward, right? We're thinking that in that division, hey, maybe the Packers take a little bit of a step back. The Vikings take a step forward. I like taking the long shot, Kirk Cousins. And just because he hasn't performed on primetime yet doesn't mean he won't. This is the year, people. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, remember, if you missed any of this show today or any other day, that we're all available in podcast form. So if you miss a segment, just download the show anywhere you get your podcast and get caught up. We post it every single day. We're also putting out bonus mini pods every week. We recorded one today. It's dropping in the AM. You won't want to miss it. So subscribe to the My Guys in the Desert podcast now so you never miss a show. Still plenty more to come. Freddie Coleman of ESPN Radio is coming up next as we continue our NFL discussion. And then college football, little baseball action in here. Going to be a great show. So stay with us. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Listening to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. My Major League Baseball parlay has taken a mini turn as of right now. The Dodgers are up two. Four to two right now, but my Padres, who I also need on the run line, are down to nothing early. So let's see if we can turn this thing around uh, as we get into some NFL talk. Excited to welcome in good friend of the show, Freddie Coleman, host of Freddie and Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio. And if you had the dial on ESPN earlier, my guy was filling in on Bart and Hahn earlier today. So you are a busy man, Freddie. We really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, anything for you, Stone. You know you're my girl and I'm your guy. I got you. Oh, my goodness. What a guy. Appreciate you and especially appreciate you being willing to talk through a little bit more of this Deshaun Watson situation. We obviously got the news that the NFL will be appealing the six-game suspension that came down from Judge Sue L. Robinson earlier this week. Roger Goodell, the newest update is that he will not himself handle the appeal. It will be somebody from outside of the league offices. Uh, What's just your general take or understanding been out of all of these things and your expectation for when Deshaun Watson finally gets out on the field. Well, here's the deal, Stormy. And we all should have realized that the minute that the suspension came down of six games for Deshaun Watson, that that was not going to be good enough for the national football league because they wanted that to be a whole indefinite suspension, maybe for one year. So we should not have been surprised that we were able to see that happen with the NFL appealing, but here's something else that cannot be even even um, pushed aside. And the fact is the NFL wants everybody to know that they want that complete power and they want that stroke to say that we're going to control things with the players and that's how that's going to go. So that's where I stand with that. And the NFL wants to make sure that they're going to get what they want and Roger Goodell is not going to get his hands dirty doing it like we've seen in previous times. The thing that's so confusing to me uh, about this whole situation with Watson specifically is like all the legalese of what can 
and can't happen. If if the NFL does elect to increase the suspension, then are they going to then counter Sue back? And then Watson can play for a handful of games. But are you really going to want to do that when this is the year that the Browns already did you such a massive favor of making your contract structured the way that it is? The six-game suspension would put Jacoby Brissett taking on the easiest six-game start of a season schedule of any team in the National Football League. Like, I'm, I'm just a little bit confused um, as to, like, your thought process on Deshaun Watson, do you really want to sue this? You play the start of the season potentially, and then you're going to miss the back half of this year maybe and next year because, I mean, the league's pushing for a full year, right? Yeah, the league wants a full year, and you make a great point because the Cleveland Browns, and we saw the look on their face, Stormy, when after the suspension was supposed to be handed down by Judge Robertson, they thought that this was going to be it, that they could move on and they could have a chance of not having for six games and then get ready to play the rest of the season with him for 11 games. Now what do you do here to Cleveland Browns? If you believe in Jacoby Brissett, do you go with him the full season? Do you make a play for Jimmy Garoppolo? Because the Cleveland Browns have $49 million, close to $49 million in cap space. So if they want to go and get a Jimmy Garoppolo they can do that for only one year and not wreck their salary structure because Deshaun Watson's contract does not really kick in until after this year when he's going to make $1 million this year. So if you're confused, and I know people, you're smarter than I am. So if you're confused, then <laughs> I, I am sure I'm confused about this whole thing. But the NFL has shown time and time again that if they don't get what they want, they believe they have enough resources mm-hmm. to outlast you. They get what they want when it's all said and done, especially when it comes to player discipline. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they they tried to get away from being judge, jury, and executioner. So somehow it still kind of worked in to be that way. Although, like I said, Goodell is trying to get another independent party to make the uh, appeal ruling. But you mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo, which I think is super interesting because they don't have that cap space open for no reason. You know, they don't have all that free money just laying around sitting there for fun. Um, it, it's with a, with a reason and potential to chase a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, I think would make a ton of sense if you don't have the confidence um, that Jacoby Brissett can be that guy for a full year or for the extension beyond six games, no? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt because, and if Jimmy Garoppolo, Stormy, he fits what they do because this is a guy that got his team, the San Francisco 49ers, the two NFC Championship games and the Super Bowl. If he makes one throw, we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, the Super Bowl ring. I'm a 49ers <laughs> fan, Freddie. Don't remind me of that one. It still haunts me in my soul. <laughs> because we're talking about that and Patrick Mahomes still being ringless when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. But this back that is 35 wins and 17 losses in his NFL career. He's done a great job being a game manager for a team, and with the kind of offense that the Browns run, he fits what they do. They're going to be a run-first football team. They're going to throw the ball at the tight ends and have their quarterback not put their defense on a short field. So in terms of a fit, he definitely fits what the Cleveland Browns do. The question is, if they believe in Jacoby Brissett or they believe that Deshaun Watson is going to play any amount of games this year, that's a decision that's going to be very interesting what they decide to make because if they believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy, the minute you bring him in, he's going to be your starting quarterback. If they're waiting for the see the NFL is going to do and bet on that Deshaun Watson won't get a half a season, maybe a little bit more than that, then they throw Jacoby Brissett and they'll see what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo if they don't go with him and with Deshaun Watson. Now, I joked with you before we came on. is like, how, how much, if it was a scale of one to the entire show, are you talking about Deshaun Watson? He said, can I do 100%? Because we're always talking about it. So I will get away from it. We did our five minutes. We're moving on um, to the opposite side of these things. So Baker Mayfield, the former Browns quarterback, has moved on to the Carolina Panthers now, and he's 
quote unquote battling for that quarterback job with Sam Darnold. That's who they play week one as well, which is going to be a very interesting dynamic regardless of what happens. But who do you think ends up being the starter quarterback at for the Carolina Panthers? Because in my mind, it's obviously Baker Mayfield, but in Matt Rules, it's obviously not. Well, Matt Rule is doing everything he can to make sure that he makes sure that it's an open competition. At least that's what the media is going to hear from him, and that's the right message to send to your team. Even though Sam Donald believes this is his team and Baker Mayfield, he can pick up offenses quickly. If you're Matt Rule, you let the best guy battle it out and see what's going to happen. But Stormy, I'm with you because Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback. He has shown that he can be a better quarterback, and he's going to be maybe the most motivated quarterback in the NFL because he wants to show everybody out that the Cleveland Browns made a mistake by just moving on from him and bringing Deshaun Watson, especially all the baggage that Deshaun Watson was going to bring outside of the football field. And now you have a chance at Baker Mayfield where you can really make this team in this area your own. If you succeed the Carolina Panthers in a division with Tom Brady, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the New Orleans Saints, and we don't know what they're going to look like, but I think they're going to be pretty good, even though Alan Kamara won't be there for the first six games. If you're able to make the Carolina Panthers matter in that division, all of a sudden this becomes your organization, and you thought you were going to have that with the Cleveland Browns. That motivation is going to be a very seductive narcotic for somebody like Baker Mayfield, who always has that chip on his shoulder and plays that game extremely well and make it work for him. He's going to be the starting quarterback week one, and we'll see what happens after that when it comes to Sam Darnold. But if Baker Mayfield can make this team matter in that division, all of a sudden he could be set up by a Carolina Panthers team to be a lot better than anybody could have anticipated and also helping Matt Rule keep his job. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, he is on the hot seat. And hey, maybe like Cheryl Crow, a change will do you good if you're Baker Mayfield being in a healthier <laughs> spot for yourself. Uh, as we say on the Panthers, though, what is your feel on Christian McCaffrey? And is he somebody that can stay healthy for an entire season? Because ever since he signed that deal, he's only played 10 full games with Carolina, and that's not what you need from your bi- your best offensive weapon and Swiss Army knife type player. Boy, that's a really good question because more than ever before, that quarterback is really going to help out Christian McCaffrey. He's going to have to do that. Christian McCaffrey has been, like you mentioned, that Swiss Army knife that's so good in the passing game and the running game. The question is how many touches can you put out there and not have to worry that you're overusing him or that he's going to be, uh, be susceptible to injury. And that is something even Chris McCaffrey has addressed because he has heard what everybody's had to say. There has to be a little bit of doubt about that when it comes to him. That's why I think Baker Mayfield being a quarterback is really important because now he has the ability that when he's right, he can spread the ball around to different people. He won't have to worry about that. Having an Odell Beckham Jr. He has to force feed the football. He don't have to do that with the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. So if he's able to do that, provide that kind of compliment in the passing game. Now, Chris McCaffrey, you don't have to worry about him touching the ball 30 or 35 times a game and be effective. You can have him touch the ball 20 to 25, no more than 28 times. And then you save him and then he's as, as well as he's going to be towards the end of the regular season. So as much as they're looking for Chris McCaffrey to have a bounce back, if that's going to happen, then whoever's the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, they got to be that guy. They got to be that dude on offense. You got to rely on Chris McCaffrey way too much. He has shown, especially on that big contract, that his body would not be able to stand up. And now you add an extra NFL game to a regular season, they're going to have to be very judicious and careful with how they use and manage Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely. And that's for us um, here from a betting perspective, I look at those comeback player of the year odds and you're like, oh, man, you know the talent that that guy is on the field, but I don't know if I can necessarily trust his body holding up if he continues to be that every down back that's used in all these different situations. Freddie, you are incredible. Really, really appreciate your time, my friend. My pleasure, Stormy. Anytime we'll do it again soon, okay? Yes, sir. That is Freddie Coleman at Coleman.
Coleman ESPN on Twitter and does a great job, of course, hosting his nightly show, Freddie and Fitzsimmons. But uh, like I said, today and this week, filling in in the earlier part of the day at Bart and Han, so make sure you check him out. Um, he and Jason Fitz were doing a great job breaking down the entire Deshaun Watson situation from start to finish, as well as what's going on with the Dolphins right now, because that's not really what we do here at the Betting Network, but they did an awesome job of just breaking down um, what those loss of draft picks can mean impact-wise in Miami. Coming up, VEASAN's own Steve Mackinnon will join us, talk all things college football, his power ratings, how to create your own if you're getting into the space, and so much more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here on My Guys in the Desert. Remember, everybody, our college football betting guide is out right now. You can start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, playoff predictions, everything you need. And the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. So if you sign up early, you get that discounted $175 rate for the full year. You'll receive college and pro football betting guides along with the full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you can join us monthly, $40 a month, and see everything VEASAN has to offer to up your betting game. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all our options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Stormy Bon and Tony with you. Excited to welcome in one of the primary contributors to this awesome college football betting guide. Our guy Steve Mackinnon, also editor of Point Spread Weekly. But your your power ratings, the multiple articles that you did in this thing, Steve. Uh, first off, the best part of putting together the guide and also the toughest when you did this thing. Well, the best part, I think, for me is it helps me get ready for the season for my own betting, what I'm going to do. So I, I, I don't think you can top digging into it for what's been a couple months now uh, of getting ready for the season. So I'm anxiously looking forward to uh, August 27th, like anybody else. And uh, I think if I was to categorize the worst thing, uh, maybe it's just it's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> There's just a lot that goes into it. And a lot of things I got to check off lists to make sure that I've uh, accomplished as I go through the process. Yeah, and I mean, it, like I said, this thing is just stacked. Uh, 131 teams that everybody goes through, and, and your power ratings, obviously, one of the big highlights because everybody wants to know where different teams stack out. And when when we had you on Follow the Money last week, we talked about kind of how Alabama and Ohio State have just really separated themselves from the rest of the pack. And I asked you about a couple teams that just intrigued you from your power ratings as some that could potentially overachieve. And for our listeners, I'd love you to go through. You mentioned NC State, North Carolina, and USC. Why were those teams to you that you think could have, have a better season than maybe most might think? Okay, well, first of all, I think we should start this by saying that it, when you're looking at a season, power ratings are just one part of the recipe. Now, those three teams you mentioned, they have some other factors that make them very interesting as far as their uh, potential to reach maybe loftier heights than what the power ratings say they're at right now. You got uh, NC State's got a lot of starters back coming off a great season. Program seems to be building. They got a great quarterback coming back, uh, one who doesn't turn the ball over very efficient. So they got a lot of positive there. Uh, very potential, good potential. They win the ACC. Uh, you talk about UNC, great recruiting uh, over the last five years or so under Mac Brown. Uh, replacing a five-star quarterback with another five-star quarterback. So they, they still got a lot of potential there. And then USC, I, I called them the wild card in all of college football. And 
uh, the sky's the limit for them if things come together the way Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams probably hope they do. Well, to follow up on an earlier part of your answer, how the power ratings are just one part of the process for for a novice or somebody who's just trying to become a better, better, a better handicapper. Like, can you take them at what exactly is a power rating and how is that something that new betters can adopt this practice moving forward? Well, I mean, you're really just looking to quantify a team's strength. Now, whether you do them yourself or you rely on uh, a reliable source, you can use Basin, which are mine, or there's several other uh, sites out there. Even some of the books are, are, will publish their, their betting odds, if you will, or their, their rankings based upon the odds that they put out. So whatever you choose to use, what you're looking to do is find and quantify how good a team is. Now, I started a bench line of, of if you want to call it, uh, I think it's 42 or something like that for the average college football team. That would be team number 65 of the 131. I go up or down from there based upon it. Now, when you're tweaking the numbers after each game, you got to be kind of careful because I tend to limit myself to about a four, maybe in the most extreme circumstances, a five-point move after any game. I see a lot of people that make wild moves, say Alabama beats uh, Georgia by 25 points. They're going to move their power rating five points when really there's probably a lot of circumstances that went into that game that caused me only a couple points. So uh, it's good to know the numbers. It's good to know how to adjust the numbers. And if you're looking to do it yourself, I, I wish you luck. It's a lot of work. But you can also just turn to a reliable source such as VEASAN for those type of uh, that type of information. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the beauty of the college football betting guide and having somebody like you at our disposal and these incredible numbers. And there was one name, one team specifically, that really stood out to me as being pretty high in your power ratings and not maybe given as much love by odds makers here. And and that's the Utah Utes, in my opinion, as well, that I think that they are a team that could could potentially go deeper this season than a lot of people think. I like them to potentially make the college football playoff, but, but your rating has them as the seventh best Best team on that list. How much of that has to do with a lot of those things that you just mentioned, the stability that they have on their roster, players coming back, especially at the most important position at quarterback, and then uh, a coaching staff that's about as steady as they come with Kyle Whittingham having been there forever. Well, you said it. I think it's this is about as stable of a program as you're going to get across the country. Right now you got uh, rising comeback quarterback, very going to be very solid there. Uh, to me, the most important for them, this game for them, is probably going to be week one here. We're looking at a tough matchup there at Florida. Very unfamiliar territory for that team. And I think we're going to know a lot more about Utah after that. Yes, absolutely. And I hope that that game is one that they honestly come out and dominate personally, just so that they start to get that national attention and more national talk, even though I know it's a Florida team with a new head coach, Billy Napier, they're figuring some things out, but they've got some upside. I know people that think they could be a sleeper team to be a lot better this year. So I think that's a very important start off right away for the Utah Utes. Some bets I know that you already like and have talked about um, are, are some over under win totals. And you ha- you're looking at Nevada, you're looking at Northwest, Western, Bowling Green, Arizona, these teams that their win totals are, are set a little bit lower. Is that something that you target specifically when you're going into these things versus maybe not looking at the Ohio States who have their win total set at the 10 and a half and 11? Well, I think what I like about the lower ones is you got a little bit of room for error. Now, let's take a team like Northwestern, for example, uh, three and a half total, I believe it is. They start the season with a neutral game against uh, Nebraska. 
Then I believe they have Southern Illinois, uh, Duke, and uh, I believe another uh, Mac uh, team, Miami, Ohio. Maybe. Those are three potential wins there. And if they get Nebraska in the neutral opener, they already passed their total. So there's a lot of room. And then you, you get a team such as an Arizona, maybe a Bowling Green, lower win totals. If they win a game early that maybe they're not supposed to, you, you can get a lot of positive momentum from that. And that can take you to uh, what turns out to be easy winning total. Last year I had uh, Louisiana Monroe at one and a half. I think they passed it in September and ended up going in the win four games. So that uh, basically I chalked that up as a winner going into October already. And that's not easy to do on a lot of college football total. Help me out with this Arizona one a little bit because I had faith in them last year. They had another low win total. I liked the over. I thought they had the opportunity to get a few wins. They only get the one, and it's against Cal when they had COVID, and it was this whole thing. But they were very competitive, I felt like, in that first year under Jed Fish. Why do you think that this year three is the win total, minus 105? You think that they could get an over. What are just some specific reasons with Arizona that you thought they could? Well, I think you touched upon a couple of them already. They were very competitive last year. Lost uh, five games to what I would consider pretty quality programs by less than 10 points. Yeah, that means you're real close already. You're in the first year of a system last year and a big, big time change for that program from what they were used to. Now, uh, with Jed Fish in there, this is the second season. He's He recruited very well this past spring, so there's a lot of positive momentum within the program. Bring in Jaden DeLora to be the quarterback uh, out of Washington State in the transfer portal. So maybe that positive momentum, the new quarterback and the potential he brings is enough to maybe change some of those mm -hmm. uh, 10 point and less losses into victories. Another win total over that's a lower one I was looking at was in the MAC with Akron, but then I looked at your power ratings and there are 23, so I might have to stay off of that one. Uh, also, in this <laughs> week's uh, Point Spread Weekly, you have an article ranking the starting quarterbacks in each conference. And I was just curious, what's something that betters should be looking at when they look at those rankings? Well, uh, basically, it's good quarterback typically results in, in a bit, little better chance as that team to succeed. So, uh, if you see a, a big mismatch in power rating, uh, team power rating and the strength of the quarterback where I rank them, maybe there's some more potential for that team than I give credit for uh, in, the, in the overall rating. So sometimes you got to maybe take a step back and look if you're focusing too much on last season or how many the quantity of starters they're bringing back and just look at that key position and what type of potential that guy brings to the table. Absolutely. Really interesting stuff. And I know just so much hard work went into this thing. You guys did a tremendous job. Thank you for your insight and thank you for this incredible document. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, Stormy. Thank you so much. That's our guy, Steve Mackinnon, at Steve Mackinnon on Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow there, but does great work, like I said, with Point Spread Weekly. He's in the email and this college football betting guide. You're looking for season win totals. You're looking for um, who's going to win each conference, playoff predictions, all of that for all 131 teams, two pages a team. And it's not just the Alabamas and Ohio States and Georgias of the world. It is those MAC programs, those Mountain West programs, every single school, really incredible. When we come back, owner Derek Stevens and VP of operations here at Circa, Mike Palm, live in studio.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. everybody this segment of my guys in the desert presented by zin nicotine pouches zin nicotine pouches are a fresher simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction zin understands there isn't one right time to make a change everybody's timeline's a little different everybody's on their own journey but whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change zin's there for you check out zin nicotine pouches at zin.com that's zyn.com Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Wrapping things up here live from Circa Resort and Casino. Excited to welcome in owner and CEO here at Circa, Derek Stevens, VP, Mike Palm, also host of Odds On here at the network. Welcome in, my my good friends. How's it going? 
It's doing all right. Mike Palm had a big day, but Stormy, it's really all about you. The first time we've gotten oh, back on air. Look at that. How, how we're, we're so happy for you. Oh, thank you. From the circuit I team and the D Las Vegas team. Congratulations. Thank you. I, I am engaged for anybody. It's funny, like, I haven't really wanted to talk about it a lot, um, but people oh. have been so nice. No, 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 you're oh, fine. Sorry. People have been so nice. At the end of segments, they've said, like, congratulations, and I've just been like, thank you, bye, and we've gotten out of segments, so I don't think I've actually said it on the show. But, yes, I am engaged, so thank you. I am very excited. And apparently, we, like, just missed paths in San Diego this weekend because I went to the Padres game on Friday, and I guess you guys were there on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, we flew in and out Saturday. We got to watch. Uh, we went. We really we went for the pool party at the Hard Rock, <laughs> on float on Saturday, and then happened. They said, "Oh, why don't we see if we can get in the Padres game?" And they happened to have some room in the uh, the box for us. They just the happened. To have, yeah. yeah, they happened to have some room, some seats in the front row they weren't using. That we got that I rotated through. So. That was all good. That's not too shabby. No, get this. We we had four front row seats. There's a season ticket holder and. And uh, they gave us the four front row seats. After that, we're bopping around meeting everybody else. I love how subtle you say that. You know, they just had a couple open seats, and, you know, right there in the front row. And get this. So we had to cut it up. I had to make an executive decision. Four people get to go down. It's, it's the second inning. Go down. Mike, um, one of uh, one of our buddies, uh, went down. And two people of our team went down. I said, okay, we're going to stay up in the suite. We're going to rotate after every, every inning or two. Well, no, that was never said. Yes, it was. Every inning yes, or it two was. was never part. Yes, of the, you it was. Quote every inning. How many you people had to were bring there? the tickets back up. We had eight. Okay. We had eight. We had eight. We had we had two groups of four. Not really divisible by four. So is it? so by the bottom of the seventh inning, we're Let's like, what is going we on? Every, we go down. We had to take him by by the back of the. That's how you do it. We texted him in the fifth <laughs> inning, do you guys want to come down now? And he never replied. No, no, no. So what do you think? No, that means no. stay down there till the end of the game. Incorrect. Mm, I we, don't know. I wasn't there. I, mean, I can't incorrect. be. Incorrect. Did Roger. we not text you? You said, look at your phone. Once I already yanked you out of the seats, <laughs> I go, what part of rotate every was, inning aren't you guys getting? It was, it was. It's better than the glass at T-Mobile. Oh, wow. To me. Right? But that's saying, I know because you love I'm, that. But you yeah, love that. No, I don't. Because I'm small. The goalies are bigger than me. You can't see the other end of the ice. <laughs> well, Robin you Leonard is bigger at, than you, not you all got, goalies. You got to look at, you know, they're taller than me. You got to look at the, the the scoreboard to see the other end of the ice action. <laughs> I like the suite where you can see the whole ice. That's. But I like to be, we were right there. Literally, the on-deck batter for the Twins was this, here to me, right? Mm -hmm. I, I told Gary Sanchez, don't worry, the Yankees hated to get rid of you. You're a good defensive <laughs> catcher. I was encouraging all the Twins. Oh, I, bet, oh, I bet they loved that. They did. did they was did. there talk at that point um, that maybe yeah. Juan Soto would be coming? Was that oh, part of the yeah. topic of conversation while you guys were out there? Yeah, we actually got a little bit of uh, inside scoop about oh, how... Yeah. Your it, inside scoop was Shoei. Start well, with the one. So no. Well, well no, no, but I'm it's Shoei. No, but but thinking about <laughs> they, oh, you thought wait, you thought the Padres were gonna get Shoei? No, oh, yeah. no, he no, was no, heavy no, on no, it. No, heavy, I never said heavy that. Heavy on it. I was my argument was I think Shoei was in play. He was in play. He he was in, in play. play. That's he, he, very different. He told Metcalf, drop the Padres, Shohei's in play. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it had nothing to do with Shohei going to Padres. He's pitch every seven days. No, you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want. But no, I mean these baseball teams, they, you know, from a business side, they have to do a pro forma. They got to think mm -hmm. through. Well, if we go after Hap, how is that going to increase ticket sales or Contreras? Because that was a lot of the thought with the Cubs and, and things like that. And then you know the way out there. What happens if we get Soto? What happens then? And then how does it impact? I mean. 
it, it, it changes your dynamics. I mean, think about last night, this pilgrimage to Petco that took place. I mean, sold out game. They Amazing. Were, oh, my gosh. That was the coolest crowd ever. And you heard yeah. so many of the players afterwards saying, uh, you heard them saying that oh, since I have been a Padre, this is the best environment they we have. They showed everybody in the ninth inning on the bench in the top of the ninth. Melvin was smiling. All the players everybody were Everybody was smiling. Yeah. <laughs> they were all smiling. You know, Siligo yeah. and Mudcat. Like, look at this. This is so great. They're so happy. And now the, the murderous row is getting shut down by Kevin Freeland here. Can somebody help me out with this? So I have I, I have Dodgers run line and Padres run line so that they would get the sweep against the Rockies here, and they're down 3 nothing. So if these magical bats could get moving, that would be very helpful yeah. for me currently. You're laying one and a half in the Padres? Yes. Oh, okay. So no. I heard Kershaw got hurt. Not have you beautiful. been paying attention to this No, game? I haven't. Oh, but... I just looked at the score. He got and pulled I was in the in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, so, but well, not that's for... not going to be good for them. So, ta- okay. So, take me through the National League then, in your guys' opinion. I think the Padres went from being the fourth best team in the National League to being the fourth best team in the National. Oh my League. gosh. <laughs> well, a lot of it has to do with the way. Not enough. The playoffs. Oh, the playoffs okay. are very critical. All of a bicker. It's so cute, like a so, little married couple. <laughs> the, I'm, I'm learning from the you likelihood. every day. Stormy, the likelihood is that they will go to Atlanta for a three-game wildcard series. That's the way it would play out right now. Tell me which game you like him in. Game one, Max Freed against Joe Musgrove. You like him there? Do you like him with? Uh, do you like him with you Darvish against Strider hey, or Morton? Don't be Morton? hating on you Darvish. My guy you, throws strikes. Please, if the gyro ball ain't working. <laughs> Do you do you like now? Now Snell has pitched better. If Snell gets back to the form he had with the Rays, that that sort of changes things uh, for me. I, I'll tell you when we were down there though, nobody was talking about Hater. That 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 came out of left field, right? Well, I think that's huge, right? And it was weird to see. And I know that he hasn't been like at his best the last month, but I mean, how impressive was he at the start of the season? And it was weird for the Brewers. I felt like to be getting rid of him at well, this how about point. The top if they're two trying to saves? compete. Top two save relievers getting yeah. traded midseason in, in Major odd. League Baseball. It's just odd. Big Did, move for the Padres getting hater, though. Aside, big, big move. aside from the Padres, uh, one last baseball thing, just aside oh, from them at the trade okay. deadline, who had the biggest move here at Circa team-wise for what they did at the trade deadline? Well, Padres went from, I think, 22, 22 to 11. 22 to 1 down to yeah. 11. I don't know. I, I, th- I think they shortened the Twins quite, quite a the bit. The Twins, okay. Well, look, the Twins addressed both things. Molly for the rotation, and then Lopez. They didn't have a ninth inning guy. I think the Twins actually came out second best in the at the trade deadline. Yeah, you brought it up this morning, but I think Lopez of the Twins is a very under-talked-about story. Okay. That is a big, big hit for the Minnesota Twins. Okay, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let's. Hey, Stormy, you know what? what? I was going to say, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to say this for what? a long, long time. About an NFL game. Oh, I thought he was going to oh. see if he could give you away. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> we got we have a football game. We have a game football today. game today. And you know what? They're betting the Raiders like they already won the Shocking. game. Shocking. They're betting the Raiders like they already won the game. I'm going to ask you a question, see if you can get this. Who are our two biggest liabilities for the Super Bowl? I already know the answer. Oh, because you watched my... Because I listened to you this morning. Oh, I, get, I told Mitch. Yes, and I was actually going to ask you, So, because it's Raiders and the Detroit Lions, correct? No, Raiders and Steelers. Oh, I thought the, the they Lions... They bet the Lions win totals. They win bet totals. the Lions okay. the biggest liability. They bet... Your guy Campbell for coach of the year. Because that's what I was going to say. Is that because obviously we have the Vegas local flavor and then your local flavor. Is that the big reasons why here that's part of no, the No, I think Lions have gone up all over just because of the, the they had so many close games they lost yeah. last year and then the draft okay. was spectacular. And I think people are getting behind Campbell. And I, I would tell you, if you do like the Lions, I highly recommend you start betting them in the next couple of days because 
by the time Hard Knocks comes, I I, right. I think it's going to add a little more a little more juice. Started at five and a half, went to six. There's no sixes left as of a week and a half ago. Now it's pretty much six and a half juice to the over, and I think you're going to see seven before the before the season kicks. Why the Steelers? Getting bets. I like their win total over. I don't like. Well, my... they, they can't have a losing season. Tomlin never well, has that's, a losing that's season. That's what I was going right. to say. It's like if, if the number seven and seven and a half. Even if he does have a losing season, you can still go over that number. So oh, I'd like to pick your brain a little bit, though. Enough with us. Oh, okay. Give us a college football team that you think is going to overachieve this year. Overachieve. Yes. Um, there's a few. I like Oregon State. I think a lot of people are out on BYU this year for whatever reason, and I think that they're going to be really, really good. They bring back so much talent. Um, and you know I'm super high on the Utes. Yes. People have like they've totally bet them to win the national championship. I think they're going to make the playoff. Yeah. I think if you they, do, if that's a, five to one. You bet him at five to one. Yes. If a Pac-12 team makes it this year, I for sure would take them over USC in a heartbeat. Well, we had them at like plus three thirty when we opened. Now they're the favorite to win the Pac-12, right? So it's been Utah money here too. It's finally starting to come. It probably because everybody at Beeson so much higher on Utah this and year. I go like Which this. maybe isn't a good <laughs> yeah. thing. I get a little worried when that happens. Um, but contest, I need to get a contest update we from you guys. We finally cracked two thousand. Okay. Combined. But you guys expect like. How big of a percentage don't is going to come in? Don't say you guys, because his number, what he expects, is different than my number. I think we might get to 7,000 in Survivor. We won't get to 6,000 in the millions. But how much of this is going to come in the last week before the, of the sign-up deadline? A portion of it. What's a portion? 80% will come in the last three weeks. 80% 80% in the last three weeks. Yeah, which would, would yeah. put us at 10,000 right now much, if it ever did. Is that That's pretty, pretty much, much how it was last year? Yeah. Every year. Okay, every week every I'm going to have to get an update and reminders on the rules and the changes and everything like that as well. So uh, we ran out of time. I want to talk here's, to you guys more. Here's to forever. Here's, here's to forever. <laughs> I'm learning from the married couple in front of me. For Derek Stevens and Mike Palm, I'm Story Tony. That's it for My Guys in the Desert. Danny Burke and Rush Hour coming up. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. 
I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.